Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show. I am your host, Tim Seckler from the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. Uh, the law firm sponsors this show. I come on here every week and talk to you about uh, the things that we do around the office. We do wills, we do trusts, we do powers of attorney, all things post-death administration, and we do a significant amount of elder law work at the office. So if you haven't heard the show before, I welcome you. Um, if uh, you're listening to it live on the radio, that's awesome. Happy Saturday morning to you. If you are listening to this as a podcast, that's also great. And happy uh, happy day to you wherever you are. Um, and as I sit here um, thinking about what to say on this show each and every week, you know, it, it, you, you try to time the thing to what's going on in the world and what's coming up. And one of the things that's coming up this year is Valentine's Day. So here it is. This show is going to air live on the radio on uh, on January 30th, and Valentine's Day then is right around the corner. And maybe you're thinking about what are you going to do with your spouse? What are you going to do? Are you doing gifts uh, in my house? Um, we try to we try to make it about an experience rather than doing gifts. Who knows what you do? But one thing's for sure: it's almost going to be different this year than it would be normally. Uh, the restaurants aren't having the capacity they used to. Many people aren't comfortable going out to the restaurants anyhow. And so this year, uh, this year plans or, or begs for a little bit of difference. But you know, as I'm thinking about this, and my wife Robin and I have been chatting about how we're going to spend our evening, um, and and we were just having this conversation over dinner, and I started to think, man, you know, there's uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to pull off a Valentine's Day theme on an estate planning and elder law talk radio show. So if I can pull this one off, I think I can do I think I think I can do a, a heck of a lot of things. And then at the end of the show. Uh, I'm going to invite Robin on to talk to you about an awesome, awesome offer for you that she has through her company, Securing Memories, where she's committed to helping people plan for and make uh, great memories with their family members. And she has a Valentine's Day offer that you need to check out. So stick around toward the end of the show. And in radio parlance, that's what they call a teaser. I'm learning how to do radio shows now. You know, I've been doing this for a while, but uh, but you study up, you try to brush up your skills, and that, folks, is what's called a teaser. So teasers aside, uh, you need to check out uh, what Robin has to say towards the end of this show because I am really proud of what she's put together. I'm looking forward to, to doing um the uh, the experience she has put together, uh, which which serves as a Valentine's Day gift or just a thing you can do with your loved one, there's still going to be time to order it when you hear this show if you don't delay too long. So um, so stay tuned toward the end of the radio show. We're going to talk about that. But here we are. We're talking about estate planning. What is estate planning, really? At its core, it's it's a lawyer that uh, writes documents for his client with the intention of preserving their desires, their goals, right? And most of their goals, if you really drill down to its core is about is about keeping promises, right? It's about keeping the promises we make to our kids. It's about keeping promises that we make to our spouse, to our friends, to our neighbors, whoever's important in your world. You have you've made promises to them. Maybe they're spoken, maybe they're unspoken. Maybe you know, it's like with my kids. I've never promised my kid 
verbally he's going to have dinner on the table every night, but that is a promise that I've, I've sort of made for him and, and, um, and try to keep, right? And when we look at, at the relationship in general, I'm going to call this show A Lawyer Looks at a Wedding Vow, okay? Because when we look at what a wedding vow really is, is, is a set of promises, right? And most marriages, I would think, start off with both parties intending to um, to make good on those promises, to, to carry through. And we look at like the, the typical uh, religious wedding ceremony that you go to. Nine out of ten Christian weddings are going to have words that sound just like this. Uh, I take you to heaven to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health until death do us part, right? That's that's sort of the, the, the wedding vow that gets shared throughout the ages. And if we look at this, you know, in law school, when uh, when I went to law school, they, they teach you to take a look at a case or take a look at a writing and assume that words aren't there just to be there. The, every word in the phrase, every word in the paragraph matters. And if we look at this, and I have it written in front of me, uh, looking at it, Every word matters, right? To have and to hold. Well, that could be that could be physical, that could be emotional, that could be you know that we're in this thing together from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. So you look at those two clauses: for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. And I think in here there's a, there's an unspoken promise that talks about that that is one of sort of responsibility. You know, I, w- I'm going to be there for you for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. But boy, I, I would prefer to to do everything I can to make it better, to make it richer rather than worse or poorer, right? I mean, we spend our entire lives going to work, trying to save money, trying to provide, trying to have nice experiences with each other, trying to raise kids, trying to do whatever it is for you. If you're not married, you know, you might have trouble relating to this episode, but but maybe not. I mean, I think you get it. You've made promises to somebody. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a nonprofit. There, there's, whether you've spoken these promises or not, here we are spending our whole lives trying trying to keep them. Maybe it's just keeping a promise that's that's true to you, right? Um, but here's here's the point. That when when making this promises these promises, it, it comes with some responsibility. You know, when um I can remember when I married Robin and her dad and I uh were were wrestling with the idea of her giving up his daughter uh, to me. And, you know, the very last thing he said on my wedding day, he says to me, and I'll never forget. He says to me, take care of my baby, you know, and, and that's kind of the thing, right? I mean, that's, that's, that is what we promise to do for each other. Now she probably does more taking care of me than I do of her, but, (laughs) but the idea is this is sort of the unspoken thing. He made me promise it and he made me speak it. But when, when we're taking these weather, so, so how do we do that? Well, one, we work hard. We try to accumulate stuff. We try to provide experiences. We try to keep each other healthy. We try to do all these different things. But, but with this, I think comes the responsibility of planning for if, if life takes a curveball, if it's not better, if it's worse, if it's not richer, if it's poorer, if something happens, to where life tosses the the marital relationship a curveball, or if you're not married, your significant other, if you don't have one, your kids, your family, whoever it is to you. But if life tosses you a curveball, how is it that you're going to still keep this promise? Okay, if I have a stroke, I can't go to work. Maybe if I have a bad stroke, I can't go to work. How am I going to still take care of my wife? How am I going to still take care of Rocky's baby, right? And the answer is, well, for me, I have a disability insurance policy, 
because I I want to make sure that I'm keeping my promise to my family, right? Now, but but I do this stuff for a living, right? I mean, I, I plan for, for bad case scenarios for a living. Of course, I have a disability policy. And if you don't have one, you should probably consider getting one. I could introduce you to some people that would love to talk to you about it. But it's just, it's just good planning. If I pass away, I've got life insurance, right? Because I, I make money that supports our family. And if I'm not around anymore and my family is still around, they still need that support. So that's part of keeping the promise uh, to my family. Now, another one of them is... If I get sick, you know, in sickness and in health, right? So we, we tend to take health and good times for granted. And I'm alive and well today. There's no need for me to pull out a legal document to, to figure out how tomorrow is going to look. But any of us at any point in time could become incapacitated. I could be in a car accident tomorrow. I could bounce my head off of the dashboard. And then and then by the time I wake up, I, I'm confused. I can't... I, I, I don't recognize my family. I don't understand what's going on out there. That's a situation that's lost control. And we need to take the responsibility to make sure that we've planned for this because there is a statistically significant chance that I'm going to become incapacitated at some point during my life. The Alzheimer's Association says that I have a one in three chance of getting sick of, of having dementia, right? That's just dementia. That's not all the other healthcare issues, cancers and, and, and um, Parkinson's disease and strokes and all these other issues that might impact my ability to keep my promises to my wife and kids. Uh, and, and we need to plan responsibly. You know, one of the things here, if, if we're talking, if we're on the subject of illness, there's really two documents you need to do. You need to do a power of attorney document that answers the question, who's in control of the finances, who's making the legal decisions, the financial decisions. And then there's the advanced directive, the, the health care document. It, it incorporates a, a, a provision or a portion of the document is called a living will, end of life decision making, right? Because I don't want to dump that on my on my spouse or on my kids. I want to make my own decisions. And so we need to do this planning. You know, one of the things that people are often surprised when they come to my office and we're doing planning is that they assume that married families have access to each other's assets because of the marital relationship. Now, the truth is that lots of married couples have a lot of joint assets, right? So if I would become incapacitated, my wife and I have a joint checking account, she can get to that money. She has control. She has access. She can get to that money. But what about something just in my own name? I have a checking account that's just in my own name. I use it roughly with the business to, to purchase things and transfer assets, you know, but, but it's only in my name. Now, if I pass away, she's been named as a beneficiary on it. Another example might be a, a retirement account. That's probably the most common example, right? So there's a lot of listeners to this show right now who have nice retirement accounts, got some real money in it. Could be a 401k plan at work, could be an IRA, a Roth, it could be it could be any any number of qualified plans. But qualified plans like that, IRAs, etc., are individually owned assets. My IRA is mine. It's an individual retirement account. Right now, if I pass away, the death do us part part, if I pass away, yes, Robin's named as a beneficiary, she can get to the money. But if I'm just incapacitated, if I have a stroke and I'm laying in a bed and I don't know, I don't know Adam from Eve, I don't know anybody, right? My wife cannot get to that money. That's my money. It's not a marital asset necessarily. She has lost control. Now, 
she could get control. She could get control by dragging me to a doctor to get a legal opinion, to get his medical opinion that I don't have capacity anymore. Then, then she has to file for guardianship with the courthouse. The judge would have to declare me to be legally incapacitated. Then the judge could give Robin control of the money. But what happens if I don't think I'm legally incapacitated? What if it's great? What if the doctors are disagreeing? What if I what if I think you know? What if I really am incapacitated? But now I'm paranoid and I think my wife's just trying to steal the money. You know these things happen, and this is a situation where families lose control, right? So on the IRA, your your spouse is likely your beneficiary if you're married. She's he or she is probably the beneficiary on your retirement account. But if you're just alive and incapacitated, if that's your nest egg, if that's how your family's going to get through the later years, you had better plan for your incapacity because it's the power of attorney document that allows your spouse to get to those funds and use it during your life. And a lot of people misunderstand that. They think what's mine is, is mine and what's hers is mine, and, and but that's not the way that it works. You have to plan for this. So if you don't have a financial power of attorney, you should probably have one. In case you're tuned in late, you are listening to the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. Um, you can find out more information about the the law firm at secklerlawfirm.com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Now, on the website, you're going to find an opportunity to get some education, right? There's resources. There's more blog articles. You can find uh, links to the old um, to the old podcast episodes. And you can also find um, some educational materials. If you go to the workshop tab, okay, so my process, the, the secular law firm process and getting good people, good estate plans, is it begins with education. That's why I do a radio show. That's why we do all the content on the website. That's why we do the workshops is because I feel strongly that when people are well-educated on their options, when they know what's out there, when they know what they can do to protect their family, most people are going to take steps to protect their family, to protect their savings, to make sure that they're making good decisions, to protect assets, to, to make sure that my spouse isn't in the gutter if I get sick, right? And so the first step is education. So there's two ways you get this done. <clears throat> the first is you come to one of our live workshops. You can register for the live workshop right on the website at secularlawfirm.com, the workshops tab. Go in there. You can register. It's free. We're doing them up in the Mars Cranberry area. You come in. Uh, it's an hour and a half. We keep you well separated from everybody else. And I'm going to present to you an hour and a half on how I think this stuff should go. A couple of options for you to consider. And then um, you can uh, you can decide to plan or not decide to plan. Uh, that's up to you. We do offer you a free consultation if you come to the workshop so that we get to sit down together and sort of figure out what's important to you. Okay, so that's sort of how it can work one way. The other way that this could work for you is let's say that um, you don't want to come out in public. You don't Even if it weren't COVID, you're not a person that comes to workshops. But you're definitely not a person that comes to workshops during a pandemic, I get it. So same place on the website, check out the life and legacy course, right? So where the workshop is live and in person, we work through a bunch of issues. You can also do this watching videos on your smartphone or on your computer at the life and legacy course. And you log in and I put you through a series of educational videos. There's four or five videos. Uh, you watch the video, you answer a couple of questions, and it gets your wheels turning about what you want your estate plan to look like. Okay, After you've completed the course, you're going to have a link to sign up for a free consultation with myself or one of the other lawyers. Right? So the first step is education. It's always free. If you take the first step with us, whether it's a live in-person workshop or the course, 
then we're going to take the next step with you and offer you a free consultation. Okay. So that's how you can get more information about this. I do want to handle the last part of this before I invite my lovely bride on to talk about her um, exciting news is, is this, the sickness in and health part, right? So we plan to take care of each other. We plan to love each other, to have and to hold in sickness and in health. Well, all right. Health is the easy part, right? If I'm not sick, if I don't have anything negative going on, it's not all that difficult uh, for me to to love and cherish my spouse. But if I do get sick, if I do have a stroke, if I do have Alzheimer's disease, you know, a lot of this focus, the way that this is, is um, as I read these vows, is I'm, I promise to take care of you if you get sick, right? That's kind of, I think, what this is talking about. Well, what happens? What happens? Um, what happens if I'm the one that gets sick, right? Yeah, you, you promise to take care of me too. But, you know, in this country, if I get sick... The way that we're set up is I could have massive medical expenses, right? Nursing homes are over $130,000 a year. If I have Alzheimer's disease or dementia and my wife and I have spent 40 years collecting a nest egg, collecting assets that we plan on living on in retirement. And then the year after I retire, I have a stroke that lands me in a nursing home. What happened to our nest egg? What happened? We lost the whole thing to a health care issue that was completely outside of my control because the state of Pennsylvania and every other state has a broken rule book that requires you to go broke if you ever need a nursing home. Right? So if I'm going to be sincere about keeping this vow to my wife, yes, I, I vow to take care of her in sickness. However, I also vow to take care of her in the event that I get sick. What's that mean? It means I'm going to protect some money. It means I'm going to protect some savings. It means she's always going to have a house to live in. It means I'm going to take steps to protect assets from the number one issue that causes families financial trouble in their retirement years, and that is the need for long-term care. It's the cost associated with long-term care. More people go broke over that issue than anything else, and there are ways to protect yourself. You could consider insurance. You could consider a trust. I like both options. I don't sell insurance, but we do recommend long-term care insurance to lots of families because that's the thing that's going to make sure that if you get sick, your spouse is still okay. All right. But the other thing that you can consider is if you take assets and you protect them in something called an asset protection trust and you've done it correctly and it's been the right amount of time, then that trust can serve to protect assets so that in the event I get sick, my family has access to money that I'm not going to end up losing to the nursing home. And by doing so, I, I can make sure that we protect, you know, my nest egg. You know, we look at the nest egg as sort of the trophy. We work our whole lives to a lot of people having a lot of money in a bank doesn't really matter, but it's kind of what provides security. It's kind of what provides freedom and control in, in our retirement years is having some money in the bank. And I can make sure that there's money protected so that, <clears throat> The family doesn't lose everything just because I have the unfortunate event of Alzheimer's disease. Okay? So that's how a lawyer looks at a wedding vow, right? Better or worse, plan for both. Enjoy the better and enjoy the richer part of the poorer, and, and, but plan for the downsides. Plan for the sickness, and then that's how you're going to keep your vows. How about that? Who says lawyers can't be romantic? Speaking of romantic... I'm going to invite my wife to join me here in a second. I'm going to take a quick break. You're going to hear it, and I'm going to be right back. It's going to be like a blink of an eye for you. But I'm going to invite Robin to come on and explain to you this awesome event that you can check out, this awesome experience you can have with your loved one, 
on Valentine's Day or or around that time, uh, depending on how it works out for you. Um, and so, without further ado, here's my lovely bride, Robin Zeckler. Okay, so welcome, Robin. Um, why don't you first give everybody a little context about securing memories and what it is that you're doing, and then we can talk about your current your current offering for everybody. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so Securing Memories is a company that um, was born out of the loss of my dad. Um, he passed away about 10 years ago, and we realized that it was important to not only um, record, but also share and pass down these stories that tend to get lost over time. And so at Securing Memories, I have a whole variety of different ways that you can um, start to really collect, create, record, and share these stories um, between your loved ones. It's awesome. It's like, you know, I talk on the show about estate planning, and it's usually about the hard assets and the house and the money and that kind of thing. But this is really about those those memories and, and the stories that pass away with you and, and getting them to be recorded. And you had a, a great offering around the holidays that was an experience box where people were encouraged to ask their loved ones. It was a deck of cards with some other... Nice things associated where you were supposed to record stories about your parents and their Christmas experiences, new and old. And, and uh, we talked about it on the show. We had a lot of lit- listeners purchase it, uh, got some awesome feedback. So we decided to do one for Valentine's Day. So why don't you tell them about the Valentine's Day offer? That's right. The experience boxes have been a lot of fun to put together and also a lot of fun for our, our customers to um, to open up and, and enjoy with their families. And, you know, I mean, let's face it, you're probably going to be home for Valentine's Day this year, right? <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it has to be a bust. So, you know, ditch the flowers and give your lovey an experience to remember. <laughs> our Valentine's Day date box is... The perfect solution. Um, it's a great way to have a fun experience with your family, and we believe that that's one of the most important things you can do. So if they go to securingmemories.com, they can check it out and purchase the box. And we'll pack it up and ship it to them in time for Valentine's Day so that they can have a lot of fun. Box. Absolutely. So we have in there a story deck, which is a collection of 52 conversation cards. These are super fun, and they really help you to connect Um, with your loved one, share stories, laugh together, and just really create a really fun um, evening or afternoon together. There's also in there a specially crafted brownie mix by a local chef from Just In Time Catering. Really delicious. Along with that is a heart-shaped silicone pan, a variety of icing and sprinkles so you can have fun decorating your cake, and a recipe for homemade caramel sauce in case you're feeling a little adventurous. But don't worry, because that piece is totally optional. (laughs) (laughs) Well, from my standpoint, we had better be doing uh, the caramel sauce in our house, because we're going to do this. This is our Valentine's date this year. We normally stay in for Valentine's Day anyhow. We've got this sort of history of cooking dinner for each other and all the rest. But this year, we're going to do the the Valentine's Day experience box. We're going to go through the cards. We're going to tell old stories and, and probably do it over a bottle of wine, and I'm really looking forward to it. But if we're doing the brownies in the heart-shaped pan, we are doing the caramel sauce on top. Deal? <laughs> Deal. All Absolutely. Right. Anything else you want everybody to know about the uh, about the Valentine's Day box? It's a really neat way for you to show the people that you love um, that you care about them by doing something different this year. So forget all the flowers. 
give all the feels. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. Look at you. All right. Uh, so they can find out more about the experience box at securingmemories.com and all the other offerings that we're doing there. It's, it, you know, the, the whole mission of securing memories is it's almost, it, well, it's not almost, it's like estate planning for your thoughts, your feelings, your memories. And, and we're trying to help you get those stories on uh, told and recorded for future generations. And there's a lot of neat things that you can check out at securingmemories.com. If you want more information, about doing estate planning in the secular law firm. If there's anything we said today that got your attention, remember the first step is education. You should come to one of our live workshops. You can check out the Life and Legacy course, both of which you can have access to at secularlawfirm.com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Um, if you have someone in your life that is in need of long-term care, about to need a nursing home or in a nursing home now, and you want to know about how you might be able to protect some savings um, from that long-term care event, um, just give us a shout, and we'll schedule you up for an initial consultation uh, with myself or one of the other lawyers so we make sure we can put you in a good position to not lose, uh, to not lose the family savings. Um, again, 724-841-1393 or check us out at secularlawfirm.com. Now, remember, folks, during the show, we talk about a, light, a lot of legal technical issues. Today, we talked about uh, state planning documents. We talked about wills and powers of attorney and other ones. Um, remember, this show is educational. We hope it's entertaining. We hope you learn something. But you should not make decisions based on what you hear in this show. Each unique family situation has its own uh, circumstances, and you should chat with an experienced lawyer to help you figure out the best solution for your family. More information, secularlawfirm.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, uh, and we hope to catch you here again next week. If I miss you, have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Check out the experience box at securingmemories.com. Talk to you soon. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Secular Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SeclarLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.